This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast session number 116, The Honest Life of an Artist. Hi there, and welcome to session number 116 of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm Annette Bone, and I'm very happy and honored to be here with you today. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a very long hiatus and the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful artists I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I realized that my guest, one of my guests today, I actually featured her, Beverly Bautista, so awesome, love her, in session number 13. Wow, that seems so long ago. So session number 13, I cover six steps to better time management, and I reference the six step in breakdancing, and I also referenced Beverly's video doing a six step in jazz. So you have to check that out. I've linked everything in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 116, where you'll find all these links. So my wonderful and very enjoyable conversation with Mark Spaulding, educator, choreographer. Oh my goodness. Amazing. (laughs) I love talking with him and with Beverly on this episode. And we talk about, wow, lots of things. I can't wait to share this with you. But first, a little snippet of what we shared. The roles of an effective educator. We talk about punching fear in the face. Love it. Their dream projects. And also, I love the honesty and the the differences of what they experienced as they were building their artistic careers. Thank you so much again for joining me. And let's get to this awesome conversation. Hi, this is Mark Spaulding and Beverly Bautista, and we are dancers, educators, and choreographers. And you are listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Two creatives coming together to make magic. That describes my two special guests today. Both have extensive experience across film, TV, and live performances across the country and internationally working with Nicki Minaj, Disney, Pepsi, Lil Wayne, and Raven Simone, to name just a few. They've also appeared on Dancing with the Stars, NBC's Today Show, Saturday Night Live, plus Broadway productions such as Dreamgirls and West Side Story. Both have their bachelor degrees in dance, choreograph, and teach master classes all over the country at various studios, universities, and festivals. I am so happy to welcome Mark Spaulding and Beverly Bautista to the podcast. How are you two doing? Doing great. So good. Thank you for that. Beverly, I you know I know you from taking classes from you and being able to experience all the wonderful things that you bring to your classes. Mark, I have to start with you because we've just met. Sounds <laughs> good. Yeah. So you had mentioned um, I watched an interview with you, this short interview, that one of the most important things you learned at the onset of attending the Duke Ellington School of the Arts 
was a saying that students had to adopt, and it was this, the purpose of me attending the Duke Ellington School of the Arts is to learn discipline through my art form. I loved how you went on to explain what it means to be a professional in your dance career and all the things you talked about. In your work now, are you finding that your students are naturally disciplined, or is this something that you've had to teach them? It's interesting because uh, I think that it's been split. I've, I've witnessed students that have come in extremely disciplined, and I've, I've worked with students that haven't been so disciplined. So I think I've had a mixed bag of students. Um, I, I think it just depends on their background and, and what has been instilled in them prior to me teaching them. So I've, I've kind of witnessed both. Do you find it harder for you to work with those that may not be as disciplined? Does it just come easy for you because that's your background that you can, and you've been doing it for so long that you can instill that quality in them? I know sometimes that takes time, but um, I find that some teachers are very much into, how do I say this positively? Like they just want to get in and get out. And then you find teachers that are there, are there and they're invested and they're present and they want to get the best out of their students. Well, absolutely. It, it definitely is a challenge. Uh, you know, it, it definitely can make the job or the process a lot harder. But that is one of the challenges and one of the responsibilities as a as a instructor is to be able to motivate your students and I've found that, you know, when I've had students that aren't as disciplined, if you're able to to reach them, you're able to motivate them, then you're you're actually able to help them help themselves in terms of their discipline and their personal responsibility for their for the material and for whatever it is that they're doing. So I think it it really is about motivating and reaching your students. I think that my mentor once told me that, you know, the job of a instructor is, you know, you have to play the role of a, not only a teacher, but a, a parent sometimes, a big brother, a friend. Coach. A, a coach. Yes. You have to wear many different hats to be able to reach that student. Beverly, do you find differences when you're teaching your students like at Debbie Reynolds Studio as opposed to the high school that you're teaching at? Do you have to approach these students differently in the different places that you teach? Most of the time, yes, because different goals are for different environments. Like for my high school... Not everybody wants to be a professional dancer or even do it as a professional hobby. They just want to take it as an elective. Whereas at Debbie Reynolds Studio, it is something professionally that they want to pursue. It's a passionate hobby or they have been away from it for so long and they want to get back into it. That's generally the crowd that I normally get in my intermediate advanced class and, um, you know, to piggyback off of what Mark was saying, you know, when it comes to um, instilling discipline, I think it's easier to grasp a person that is willing to put in the effort and try. For me, it's easier to, to work with someone that wants to put in the effort and has a great attitude about it, as opposed to, you know, an advanced dancer that is extremely gifted that has a bad attitude, you know, so... I think going into it, I think it's really important for students to have an open mind and to know what they're getting into, you know? 
I love that you made that distinction between someone that's talented and doesn't necessarily have a, the best attitude as opposed to someone who is willing to work and put in the effort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Beverly, I've been a fan of yours from the start because, first of all, you were so kind and encouraging to me when I had started, when I took your class at that intensive at Focus Dance Center in Irvine. Um, that was the first intensive that I'd taken since I started back in dance. And you, you know, I was with kids half my age and you didn't treat me any differently. I love the discipline of your class. And um, I remember this last class that I took with you. Um, it was actually a while back that it was this really fast jazz combo that terrified me. <laughs> and then um, I forgot the music. It was really fast. And then I remember one thing that you said during the class. You said, punch fear in the face. Have you always been of that mindset or is that something that you had to develop throughout your training and your career? It's definitely something that I had to develop. I was not always that fearless person. Um, I think I think my actions said otherwise, like throughout my life, you know, pursuing dance and then moving, you know, across the country. But it, it was definitely not something that I naturally had. It was it was it was a habit that I knew that was good for me. And I had to keep practicing. So <laughs> yes. Hashtag punch fear in the face. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm panicked, but she says to go. So let's go. So, you know, <laughs> that's what I love, you know, that you challenged me. That's what I love about your classes. You challenge your students in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Mark, what would you say if you were to give three best practices about punching fear in the face? What would you say about that? Three best practices for punching fear in the face. I would say, number one, you can't be afraid to make mistakes. Mm. You have to completely engage yourself in whatever it is that you're doing and dance. Uh, because if you don't, you'll never know what you're capable of achieving. And I would say, uh, number three, that you can't waste time. Uh, dance is time sensitive and so uh, you can't be passive in your your desire to go after it. Oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned in the intro, you both have had extensive careers and done a lot of things. If you each had to name a dream project that you would work on or that you've already worked on, what would be the three top qualities that this project would have to have? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I'm curious. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go. A dream project that I've actually wanted, would love to work on would be to work in a setting that is uh, for a, music, a movie musical. Something that I love is musical theater. And um, I've always, I, I've done it, uh, I did it a little bit in, um, in high school but didn't actually pursue that. I think my journey took me to commercial dance and uh, as opposed to uh, Broadway. And I've just been so inspired by so many movie musicals that I would love to experience, you know, doing that on film to be able to sing, dance and act because versatility is very, very important to me. And yeah, to be able to work, to, to be able to be challenged, I think, you know, a couple of things that I, you know, have the desire to, like, within this project is to, to be challenged artistically because my safety net is just dance. But to be able to sing and act with that, too, is very, I think, would be very challenging. To work with 
other people within that field and to work with, you know, high profile choreographers would be great, like within that realm. And what qualities? Oh, and qualities. I think the main thing of like of being challenged, not just through dance, but in other art forms would be important to me. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes, that sounds exciting. So the three top qualities it would have to have, it would have to involve other artistic mediums such as singing and acting and besides dance so that you're yeah. challenged and it would have to have the the best choreographers that are excellent in all of those mediums, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds exciting. I can see you doing that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mark? I would say I have two. I would like to because of a lot of my background it's been live performance, so I would love to to choreograph an Oscars, a live Oscars performance, and I would also like to choreograph for a film or a feature film. And I think that number one, I guess the type of the quality of people uh, would be important to me that who would be involved in these projects. Uh, I think that's. A lot of times overlooked people don't realize how important it is to to have uh, a certain synergy and connection with the creative team so that you're able to produce the best product. Number two, I would have to like like the material. Uh, I would have to, you know, like the either like the music or the artists um, or the spot for the say for the Oscars. Or for the movie, I would have to like the script. I would have to feel um, compelled and connected to want to create something for that project. And number three, I guess it would have to be, I would say, timing. Because timing is everything. So I think those are the three best qualities or traits that I would be looking looking at. So when you two do these projects, please let me know so I can have you back on the show and we can talk about the process. <laughs> Sounds yes, ma'am. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like a plan. Yeah, sounds great. Oh my gosh, that sounds great. So that's interesting, Mark, that you talk about the synergy of working with people that, that you have good synergy with. And I've mm. spoken to people that say that they would never date someone or be with someone that was in the same industry. And then there are people that say that, oh, it's nice to have someone to work with in the same industry because they understand what I go through. What is the capacity of your business partnership? How do you guys work together in terms of dance and choreography and other business projects? You know, it's so funny that you say that because we've had so many conversations about that. And I always tell him, I'm like, I never thought that I would date a dancer. I've, I've purposefully been trying to avoid <laughs> any, <laughs> any and all dancers. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, especially when it comes to dating, because, you know, there, there's a lot of other factors within it. And it has become something that's very refreshing to be able to share my philosophy with dance with him, creative ideas, and to bounce ideas back and forth. And, you know, to be challenged creatively in that in that way as an artist. I think because during this time in my life of, of transitioning into a choreographer and, you know, finding my own voice, it has become something that's important to be to not specifically, you know, be connected with him in everything that I do. I think in times there, there have been organic collaborations 
through, you know, the Debbie Reynolds Scholarship Program Showcase, and most recently, um, the Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher Memorial, you know, adding on and helping Anthony Thomas, you know, the original choreographer of Rhythm Nation, and collaborating within his piece, because, you know, he found that he would like a jazz section and, you know, wanted us to specifically to, to choreograph that section. So I think when it naturally happens, it's cool and, and organic, but I think it's something that we decided, you know, as individuals and together that we want to focus on growing in our own paths because I also think that that's really important to grow as a whole person and him to grow as a whole person, you know, like, you know, I can hear sometimes people say, oh, yeah, there's your other half. And it's like, yeah, I'm actually whole. <laughs> and, but, yeah, it's it's a conversation we have very often, actually. And I think it's really healthy to do that, to, to, to be transparent about all of that. She's absolutely correct. You know, it is something that we've, that we've talked about and we talk about frequently. I just think it's very important for me to, to respect her artistic voice, just as she respects my artistic voice. And when there's organic times for us to come together and work together, then absolutely. But she's got plenty to say and create on her own, and I have plenty to say and create on my own. So I think that that's been our philosophy and it's working so far, so <laughs> I think uh, we're going to continue down that path. By the grace know? of God. <laughs> yeah. so. well, I like that you both are on the same page, and you brought up something very important, which is obvious about having the constant and open communication and the respect for each other in your own artistic pursuits. Yeah. And so I think that's what makes it, that's part of the reason why it works so well too. And Beverly, I, I think it's so funny that you said, I never thought I would date a dancer. And because yeah. it, it's funny because before when I thought, when I thought, oh, you know, I would love to date a dancer. This was many, many years ago. I'm like, oh, I would love to date a dancer. And, but then at that time, it was kind of like, there weren't that many available and they were just not my type. So it just never <laughs> happened. <laughs> So anyway, um, what would you both say um, has been the biggest challenge working as freelance artists and marketing yourself and your services? I would say, I mean, the biggest challenge is money. I, I would say just um, finding creative ways to uh, continually produce your projects mm -hmm. and get them funded and get them out. I mean, yes, we are. Luckily, we are living in an age where, because of technology, you can be a lot more resourceful. But with that said, there still does require a certain amount of uh, financing to be able to produce quality work, quality work, larger projects. So I think for me, it would be just the, the, the financial means to be able to produce uh, at the, at the level that I would like to see. Uh, my projects produced that and viewed. Yeah, I echo that. And um, I think there is a way to be resourceful when it comes to certain things. But I think there's also definite, there, there's definitely a level of excellence and the way that I would want my work to be produced as I'm creating my brand. And I've found that 
it's very important to be, you know, like this isn't a race. It isn't a race. And it is like, I always say that it, it's like a long, <laughs> it's, a, it's a slow and steady pace and it's a, it's a marathon. <laughs> yes, that's a great analogy. Yeah. And because, because staying slow and steady, you know, this, the, the momentum is still there, but there isn't this anxiety of, of producing certain things. And I think the main thing that I, I want to do when it comes to creating work is that I find like really difficult is, is to keep the financial means consistent, but knowing that the timing of it is as long as I, I have that vision in mind, it, it can happen. But, you know, sometimes there, there are really great months as a dancer and as an, you know, a freelance artist and an independent contractor. And then sometimes there's some really dry, like, times within the year where it's like, okay, well, I, <laughs> maybe I can take class and guest and, or just create stuff on my own and, and keep conceptually thinking. But then there's some times where it's like, okay, well, I have this window and I want to create, you know, three pieces and storyboard it and put it out there. But it's not like the luxury of it being consistent is, is not there yet for me. The fact that an artist's life on the whole and being an entrepreneur and a freelance independent contractor, knowing that there would be ups and downs, did you ever think, well, maybe I won't do this, or maybe I need to do something else? Or did you get any pressure from your family? Were your families always supportive of you pursuing dance as a career? I would say my family has been has been supportive uh, throughout, throughout my, my entire journey. Now, there, there have been times where um, I've had parents or one of my parents question, well, you know, is it time to, to move on? But I kind of was able to stay true to myself and my passion and understanding that, you know, it is a journey. And I also had comfort in the fact that um, I had a, I had very good teachers, very good dance teachers and mentors that really explained and showed me that this was not going to be easy from an early age. So I kind of, I kind of had in a leg up, I would say on a lot of dancers that I had professional dancers to look at early on. So I knew by looking at their lives that it was going to be difficult. And they were very honest with me that it was going to be difficult. So I kind of knew what I was getting into from the age of 14. I knew what I was in store for. So it's been ingrained in me. This is, this is what I do. This is what I know best. So it's kind of second nature at this point for me. And, and for me, Annette, it's, I think it's completely opposite. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know the extent of what I was getting into. I honestly didn't know the cost of what I was saying yes to. And, and so I, I say that in a sense of, and I dedicate a lot of my life to helping mentor other people who want to get into this lifestyle and, and are very passionate about it, but don't understand the business side. And mm. all of this I've been, I've been learning about in the past couple of years. And, um, especially in the past 
eight years of, you know, being really close to very key people in the industry that, but I would have never known any of this stuff. <laughs> I just knew that, hey, I'm going to major in dance and because I know that I'm good at it and I want to be better at it. And who knows, maybe I'll be in a company. And then, you know, I took this master class in when, when I was dance major at Ball State. And I knew right then and there, I was like, yeah, I want to move to L.A. And um, I didn't know how I was going to do that. But I, it was kind of this thing of like figuring out as it went along. And I think if I had you know, a mentor that was there, I think it would have definitely helped the process. But I think the desire to find a little bit more information as I kept going along and, you know, being guided by resources and articles and, you know, watching stuff in media and, you know, hearing stuff from my professors, yeah, definitely helped along the way. But I, I had a very <laughs> different journey than Mark in that sense of, not having access to a mentor. But you've been able to use the experiences and what you've learned to to pass on. Your unique experience still helps those people that you mentor, just as Mark has with, you know, what he's learned and what he's been through, his unique perspective. So but you both bring something very special and different to the students that you mentor. Absolutely. 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 So I'm going to ask each of you, you guys can can take turns again on uh, what I call the dancepreneuring quick step. Um, there's three questions. Mm -hmm. And the first one is um, dance style that you haven't tried but would like to and why? Mm. Wow. Okay. A dance style that I <laughs> haven't tried. I've tried a lot of different dance styles. I'm trying to think yes. what I haven't I'm gonna tried. Go, I'm going to go for, for me, I, I'm going to go with ballroom. Because I, I've done minor basic, like very, very basic things, but it would be so awesome to train in it for an extensive amount of time and really learn how to partner in that way. Instead of like a pas de deux with like, with ballet. <laughs> <laughs> modern. Yeah, I always like to ask this question because, uh, you know, as dancers, you've pretty much most people, most dancers have tried a lot of stuff. And yeah. so ballroom is a common one. I've had some other people say that, which I'm surprised I've had people say, well, I'd like to try hip hop. And I'm thinking you haven't done hip hop, but you know, everybody has different training. So Mark, I know you've tried a lot of stuff, right? So is there any like world dance or any other? Yes, it just came to me. I would say Bollywood. Mm. Ah. Bollywood, yes, definitely. Who are your favorite dancers or choreographers and why, if you had to pick one? I know there's probably a lot. Dancers, growing up, my favorite dancer, I had a few, but I would say my favorite dancer was Desmond Richardson. And my favorite choreographer, that's difficult, in, con <laughs> in concert dance, which is, you know, dance companies, I would say Alonzo King. And commercially, I would say, hmm, right now, commercially, I would say... Who is the guy that choreographs he is? I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, the guy who created, um, or the guy who choreographed um, uh, Shannon Ryan Hunter? Huffington. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy his work. Oh, commercially. from the sweat spot. Oh, yeah, okay. he, runs, he runs a dance studio called The Sweat Spot. But I would, I would say I really enjoy his work right now commercially just because it's, 
it's I I feel like it's it's inventive and he's staying true to himself. So I would say I commercially I enjoy his stuff. And but Alonzo King, I really enjoy his work in terms of from a classical concert dance type background. And Beverly, who would you say is your favorite dancer or choreographer and why? I would say that my one of my favorite dancers growing up was um, Anita in uh, West Side Story. Oh, <laughs> yes. It, it was one of those movies where I would continually watch just the, the rooftop scene. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was, it was my favorite. Peter Rivera. Yeah. And as far as choreographer, as far as choreographer goes, I actually wasn't exposed to a lot of choreography growing growing up. But, um, but right now, someone that I really... Someone that I really love in that that's a choreographer right now is <laughs> I'm totally drawing blanks. Um, <laughs> a- Andy Blinkenbuehler, um, who choreographed Hamilton in the Heights. Fantastic, really, really, really wonderful work. And commercially, I love I love seeing Mandy Moore's work. Oh, okay. Yeah, you mentioned two people that I, I don't think anyone has mentioned. So <laughs> I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. So for each of you, um, the dance style that currently describes your day and why? My day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. <laughs> huh. My, uh, I would say the, the two styles that I most commonly teach right now or choreograph in it would, would be... Uh, Modern and jazz, and my movement falls somewhere in between there. I mean, I pull choreographically. I pull from a lot of my experiences, which I have a lot of um, a lot of Horton and Graham in my background, a lot of contemporary jazz, and a lot of ballet. And so, I think that I pull my choreography pulls from ballet modern and jazz so are you feeling a b- ballet modern jazz mood right now or are you feeling something different i'm always feeling a ballet modern <laughs> jazz mood. <laughs> <laughs> yes and i i mean yeah that i, I think that kind of sums up you know my my daily motivation when i'm in the studio it's just, it's always drawn from in terms of like physical movement, I always mm-hmm. draw on information from within ballet, jazz, and modern. And I, <laughs> I, um, I would say that the styles that would you're asking the styles that would describe my day. Yes, so it could be anything. I've had people tell me that they felt like their day was like whacking because it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've had diff- funny different answers. So, like, what if you could use if you could use a a dance style that would describe your day currently? What you know, how it's been going, and what style would you oh. describe it as? I don't think I answered that correctly, but <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I just showed Mark this like crazy jazz video, <laughs> crazy jazz video. And this definitely describes how how I operate. You know, I'm just always on the go, like 
ready to, to do anything. It's like, okay, I'm doing this from 3 to 3.45, and then I have time <laughs> to get there at 4.30, and then I'll be here from 4.30 to 4.45, and then I'll leave. I have about an hour and a half, and then I'm going to go see the show. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I would say definitely um, a fast, a fast-paced jazz <laughs> a fast-paced jazz routine would, or class would be something to describe my day, but and that ends with something really funky, like some sort of, I would say, like a locking or like an Anthony Thomas like locking class, something really funky. <laughs> well, the fast jazz, I can see it. I'm, I'm getting pictures again, Beverly, of that class with punching fear in the face. Oh my gosh, that that combo! I will never forget that combo. It was so fast. Oh my God. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to taking your class again soon. And Mark, I have to come take your class too. Absolutely. <laughs> Mark and Beverly, it has been a pleasure and an honor to have both of you sharing your time and your expertise. I'm so looking forward to taking your classes. Beverly, your classes again, so I can punch fear in the face again. <laughs> and Mark, being challenged with, you know, your the wealth of knowledge that you bring from the different disciplines that you've studied. And so if you guys want to check out more of Mark and Beverly, check out their respective profiles on the different social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. I'll link all of their information in the show notes. Mark and Beverly, thank you so much. I'm so excited to share this and I really appreciate you joining me. Thank you, Annette. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Annette. You're awesome. If you want to continue the conversation on dance, life, and business, I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group called the Dancepreneuring Collective, and I've linked it in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 116. Also coming up is the Success Dance Symposium that I'm doing with Kay Nicole Hagens, dancer, choreographer, educator who has been all over the world performing with Lady Gaga, Usher, Prince, to name a few. And we are doing a collaboration on Saturday, April 22nd from 4 to 6 p.m. at Boogie Zone Utopia in Torrance, California. So if you're in the greater L.A. area or you have friends that would be interested in participating in an interactive learning workshop dance experience, I would love to see you there, would love to meet you and help you out in any way that I can in your dance and your business journey. I've linked that in the show notes as well. So hopefully I will see you there. In the meantime, if you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. And that helps me to improve the podcast, as well as get your name out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.